Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Kill the Cast. My name is Jerry and with me is, of course, Jay. Ah, oh, shit, I forgot to look up a quote for the village. You are amazing <laughs> and the Silent Hill biker himself, <laughs> Kenneth. I just didn't take the time to look up for a quote for the village. Uh, you I don't just, ever have any quotes, Kenneth. Nobody expects that from you. I'll just... I, oh, you, well, just shit do, happens. Uh, just do Noah. They're coming. They're coming. <laughs> there you go. Uh, okay, so let's... Uh, I'll t- you know what? I'm going to start with uh, you, Kenneth. What have you been doing since our last podcast? Um, Actually, I've been just spending time trying to find new stuff to watch. Um, and it is, it, it's starting to turn out to be very difficult to find new things to watch. Cause I've watched so much stuff. Uh, I did start stranger things. I didn't get very far into it. Not because I, you know, I actually really enjoyed it. It was just, I had other things going on, but uh, I really like the fact of how eighties it is. And I mean like real eighties, not Hollywood eighties. I love that. I can't wait for you to finish that. It's so good. Um, do you, do you need me to send you some movies? I'll send you the August Underground trilogy for you to watch. Yes. <laughs> Dude, I've been wanting you to send me that for, like, years. Uh, I can send it to you. I have it uh, I have it somewhere. Yeah, me and you've had a discussion about that, like, five or six times, and I keep saying, send it to me. Yeah, but every time I talk to you, you have your shirt off, and I'm looking at fucking Black Phillip in your chest. Sweet. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Jay, what have you been up to? Uh, I... I've had a pretty busy week. Uh, last Friday, um, I went to PAX and got to see the reveal trailer for the Friday the 13th game kill montage that uh, has recently hit the internet that I think we're going to talk about here soon. Um, and I also got to meet the one and only legend, master of special effects, Tom Savini, and had him sign my Blu-ray copy of the 90s remake of Night of the Living Dead that he directed. That is amazing, and I'm jealous. I'm super jealous. I'm way jealous than I should be. Um, I'm going to go ahead and plot to uh, start trying to steal that. Yeah, my pants just got moist to get listening behind, to you You'll have to get past the laser grid security system, the robot guard dogs, and Batman. Nice. Batman? (laughs) How do you have enough money to hire, like, one of the world's, like, richest people? How do you have enough money to, like, have Batman? Wait a second. I just dangled some justice in his face, and he was like, oh, justice. All right, my question is, is it it uh, Christian Bale? Is it Michael Keaton? Or is it Ben Affleck? Oh, it's Ben Affleck. I want him to kill people if they get too close. Oh, okay, I got you. I was really hoping he would be like, no, it's Adam West. Yeah, I was, that's where, that was the last one I was fixing to go. I was just like, are we going to go back further to Adam West? <laughs> it's George Clooney. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even want to think about Batman. that. <sighs> Look, um, my so, so it's actually nipples, I don't want it. Val yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so it's actually a pretty cool story because the panel signing anything was not part of the panel it was just supposed to be him and the producers of the game talking about the game uh but they let us in 15 minutes early which is kind of abnormal for packs usually it's like maybe five and so as they're like getting everything ready because it was being broadcast on twitch as well i just looked around and there was no security i was like fuck it i'm going for it and i just walked up there i was like uh mr Savini, can i get you to sign this and i already had like the sleeve pulled out of the 
the case and everything. He's like, well, I don't want to start a line. I was like, I'll be quick, promise. And then he signed it for me. And I was like, I didn't import that from Australia because apparently Australia is the only country that's allowed to produce the Blu-ray. I have no idea. There's some kind of weird copyright surrounding that movie. But he signed it for me. And then I went back to my seat and that was pretty awesome. And then at the end of the panel, they did a Q&A. And so uh, I completely ignored the game because when am I going to get another chance to ask Tom Savini a question directly? And I asked him what's the favorite, what's his favorite movie that he's worked on, whether it was a director, special effects, actor, whatever. And he said, from dusk till dawn, simply because he got to stare at Selma Hayek for five days straight. Nice. <laughs> I can't argue with that logic. That sounds super solid. Hell yeah. So, all right. Okay. Well, that was, that was good. Uh, so speaking of PAX, uh, and, and the Jason uh, kill montage. How did uh, everyone feel about this montage? Oh, man, it was awesome. It was so cool, especially to watch Tom Savini introduce it because he designed all the kills for the game that you can do. Some of them are contact sensitive. Some you can just do regardless of what's what's going on. I, I am honestly, I kind of don't want to see anything else to do with this game until the game comes out. Because I'm starting to slowly get the feeling that, like, I might burn out of this game really fast. Because it, it seems like there might only be so much you can do. And it's in, like, obviously that's the same with any game. But, like, I feel like it's going to be really, really limited in this game. Um, well, the thing to remember is that it's a multiplayer game. So the counselor's reactions aren't scripted. It'll always be different. Uh, they did say during the panel that there are ways for the counselors to win. Uh, like, you can drown Jason, I think, is one of them. Uh, you can, like, get the parts together to fix a truck and just get out of the camp. Stuff like that. So, um, I'll enjoy then, the game as long as I have friends. So, I'm not going to enjoy <laughs> the game. So, is Maybe. there going to be any kind of campaign or anything? Or is it just strictly multiplayer? I'm sh Actually, I'm not sure. Nobody asked that question. I would yeah, imagine I'm there'd be an offline mode, but I don't think there'll be any kind of, like, story behind it. There's a few different maps and locations from the movies that you can play as, and I know they have different different Jasons that you can that you can play as. I don't know if you have to play to unlock them or or how that works. But well, I saw in whatever I don't know if it was the PAX footage, but I saw some footage this morning while I was at work, um, and it was different kills and stuff. But I saw a image of my favorite Jason, which is the Jason from Part Seven, and so yeah, I'm guessing seven's you, in it. Yeah, I'm guessing you can get that one. So, you know, I'm 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 really stoked, but I'm just I'm I'm kind of with Jerry. I'm afraid that it's going to end up being like Grand Theft Auto, man, where you do all the fun shit really really quick and then it's just boring the rest of the way. Maybe. I mean, what the, he said what they showed wasn't wasn't all that there is, so I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I'm like super hyped for the game, so I'll probably end up buying it day 1 regardless. I've already got mine pre-ordered. I'll I'll pre-order it as soon as they announce the Halloween H2O DLC. <laughs> uh, I'm waiting to see if they do a collector's edition, because if they do that, I'll probably snag it, depending on what the edition is, like if it comes with a mask or, or whatever. Gotcha. And speaking of Friday the 13th Part 7, uh, Kane Hodder finally has a, a, a decent trailer out for his... Uh, Expendables of Horror movie, Death House. And, uh, well, first let's just talk about the trailer real quick. Uh, I, I think we're all pretty meh on it. Um, it looks pretty straight down the row average. See, I'm, I really like the concept, 
but it looks like the camera work is like those college student B-movies that just immediately go to DVD or like anything the Asylum makes. So I'm very confused why he has all of these like horror icons. Well, some of them aren't icons, but you know what I mean. Like this entire cast of people that have pretty much been in only horror movies, but the camera work just looks so bad. Like movies filmed with GoPros look better than, than this movie. It, it turns out Sig Haig said he would only be in it if it looked like it would be on the sci-fi channel. Really? No, I'm that's funny. Lying. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, that would have at Why least would explained you it. Even, like, believe that for a second. I don't know because people are weird and they have weird requests. Samuel Jackson would only do Snakes on a Plane if it was called Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> I'm not. He said, "I'm not." He said, "I'm not making a movie about Snakes on a Plane unless you just call it Snakes on a Plane." That's pretty funny. Uh, hey, Samuel Jackson believes in honesty in advertising. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it, like. It looks like it might be okay, but it does look a little low on quality. Though I did laugh at the line when Kane Hodder just walks by the car and he's like, I'm going to fuck you in hell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I really like the concept. I just I just feel like it should be better executed. Yeah, so... Because they've got people from, like, tons of franchises. Friday the 13th, uh, Devil's Rejects, and, and House of a Thousand Corpses. The chick from Sleepaway Camp's in there. Like, I was going through the cast earlier and looking at what they did, and there's so many people from so many different horror movies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Candyman's in there. It's ridiculous, the amount of people in there. But uh, the horror community at large is being super negative about this movie. Uh, not even, like, as where we just talked about, we were like, it looks a little low budget. Everyone else is just like, freaking out, and, and there's a, this part of the community that is specifically talking about, oh, I thought this was going to be all the horror icons playing their characters, Jason and Michael and, uh, uh, you know, Captain Spaulding, and I'm like, are you an idiot? Like, how did you even think that was possible? The actors don't own the rights to the characters, studios do, and they're not going to just, like, lend that out. Like, do you understand the budget you would have to have to pay the amount of licensing fees to make that idea happen. I mean, a prime a prime example of that, man, is like how fucking long it took them to make Freddy versus Jason. How long it took for both of the for for those two studios to get something together to eventually to the point of where Paramount sold the Jason rights to uh, to New Line. And if you look at them, they sold the Jason rights to New Line, not the name Friday the Thirteenth. Right. So, I mean, uh, for that time period. So, I mean, it's like for people to think that. And that'll come back, come around to that comment that I made before. You know, even if you're looking at the Expendables, the characters in the Expendables wasn't Rambo and Braddock and, and, and the Terminator. You know what I'm saying? Those weren't the people that were in it. You know, it wasn't Jason Statham's character from the Transporter. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't none of those. It was their characters in it. So for somebody to think that, you know, that it's going to be Jason and Candyman and all the rest of them. I mean, it's just, to me, it's just, I, I, I can't. And that wouldn't even it. make any sense. How do you lock those people up in a prison anyway? Well, yeah, I mean, they did it in Cabin don't. in the Woods. Well, right. Well, that was actually going to be my next point, is if you want something that's like every monster ever, watch Cabin in the Woods, because that end scene contains pretty much all the famous monsters, B, B-movie cousins. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Because they can't, they just can't. There's too many. There's too many issues with copyrights. People just don't understand how this stuff works. Yeah, and Cabin in the Woods, man, that movie didn't get the credit that it deserved. That movie was badass. 
Oh, I love that movie. But that's, that that's a so conversation good. for another episode. Yeah, so <laughs> it just it just feels like the community at large is being super negative about it. And it's over the past year, year or two, uh, it just seems like all communities in general are getting way more negative and way more whiny when things don't meet what they like what they think they are and like like i told jay earlier i was like this movie is like the horror version of no man's sky it will never meet the hype no it won't but at the same time i mean it's like uh, i'm 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 such a huge kane hotter fan that i am going to see it you know oh yeah yeah we're all gonna watch it we have to yeah i mean i mean like I like I said earlier, the trailer itself does not does not live up to the expectations, and not for the reasons that the community say. I agree with Jay. It's the way it looks. I mean, it looks like a, a movie that I own called Automaton Transfusion. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it looks it just, like. I, I've noticed this as well because I'm in. Me and Jerry are both in a couple different communities: video games, movies, so on and so forth. But it it's what he's saying is is completely accurate. People are just. They're negative for no reason other than to be negative. Uh, after I saw Don't Breathe, I posted in one of my movie groups about how it's as original as it can be for a horror movie today. And they're like, no, it's so stupid. Like, we've never seen a home invasion movie. I'm like, well, of course we have. Like, ev- every basic plot to every movie has already been done. There's nothing original when it comes to basic plots. But the way it happens was still pretty original. The way it was shot was beautiful. There was like this one long unbroken shot as the people are exploring the house, and that was gorgeous. Like I just, I just don't understand why people have to just immediately be like, "It didn't happen 20 years ago. It didn't come from the 80s. It's immediately shit." Like nobody said that about Hatchet when Hatchet first came out. I, was, I think if Hatchet came out now, people would probably be like, "This is stupid. It's just fucking ripping off Friday the 13th." Savages in this town. That's what made me love the first one. I didn't really care for the second and third hatchet, but the fucking first one, that's what made me love it. Because it took me back to Friday the 13th. I agree there. It just, we just want, like, look, it's okay to be negative about some things as long as, like, what you're negative about is uh, well justified. And for one thing, you need to see the actual product. Yeah, I mean, if there's a movie. That negative. You can see a trailer and be like, I've got no interest in this. It looks bad. And that's fine. But to sit here and be like, this is shit. This is literally an elephant that got eaten by a rhino and then shit that out on top of another pile of shit that's that bad. And it's like, that's, first of all, that's going way overboard. Second of all, your your analogies are just way out there. Yeah, if you want a movie that that, lives up to that amount of shit, go watch Frozen. And I'm not talking about the kids' movie. Oh, I was about to start. Oh, is that the one where they're trapped on the chairlift? Yeah. Ugh, that was not good. That movie was fucking terrible. That was a horrible (laughs) movie. And I'm going to stop right there because I can spend two hours fucking complaining about that piece of shit. So, so community horror fans, let's be a bit more positive about our uh, people dying. Um, So... (laughs) The next thing, they just announced The Crow will start filming in January, which Mm. coincidentally is when the Justice League finishes filming. Is Jason Moma going to be our dude? I have no idea. I don't think it's going to be good if he is. Nothing against him, because I think he's a great actor, but I do not think he's going to be good for that part. Yeah. Uh, 
Shyamalan style twist, it's Ben Affleck. <laughs> oh. oh my god. <laughs> oh fuck. No. <laughs> what are you like like uh man I... <laughs> Next topic. So <laughs> there's I honestly think out of all the rumors of people that were gonna play Eric Draven, do you know who I I would have liked to have seen out of all the rumors? Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the dude that was in um, Dracula Untold? Oh, oh I don't remember his looks name. looks like Orlando Bloom, but is not yeah. Orlando Bloom. Yeah, because I don't know if y'all saw that movie that he was in called No One Lives. I, I have not. not. I did see Dracula dude, Untold, but I haven't seen No One Lives. Dude, the soonest chance you get watch No One Lives. That movie was badass. Um, but yeah, that dude... He was one of the rumored guys that was going to be in it, and I think I think he would have been cool as, as Eric Draven. I think he would have been cool. I think Tom Hiddleston would have done a good job, and now he's he him and Taylor Swift have apparently broken up, so now he uh, doesn't have a a nagging woman on him. But uh, and Taylor Swift could write the music for the movie. Oh my God, no! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. Okay. Okay, I'm start so, weeping at that statement. I'm gonna weep at that statement. Uh, oh my God, no! And Jesus wept. Um. <laughs> so our our last bit of news: there are people dressing up as a clown, which is nothing new. This has been happening for months, ever since the American Horror Story clown. Uh, but now they're stepping up a notch, and they're apparently trying to lure kids into the woods. Is this a prank? Are they sickos? Is this a publicity stunt for the new it movie coming out i'll be honest with you dude i, I in today's world i can i, I have no idea because i would not be surprised if some lunatic at this current moment you know what i'm saying just dressed up as a clown and decided to lure kids out because it's not only do you have that that particular uh, instance in in it You've got it in all kinds of other stuff too. Like there was an episode of Supernatural where there was a there was a guy, whatever creature it was in the show, was uh, as a clown and he was luring kids out of their houses. I remember that episode. That was early on. Um, yeah, but still, I mean, you got it everywhere nowadays. And then there was this uh, there was this thing that went on. This guy was like either promoting a movie or making a movie or something like that um, up north. Um, I think it was somewhere around like uh, Ohio or something like that. And uh, it was the same thing. There was like uh, he he was getting photos of a clown just randomly in the city and posting pictures online. And it turned to it turned out to be like a uh, an internet phenomenon, like um, like the Slenderman when the Slenderman got started. Yeah, I think if it is a prank, um, in the next month or so, we'll see like some YouTube video come out that goes viral of them doing this prank. Um, if it happens to be a promotional tie-in for it then I don't think we'll ever hear anything because it would be genius to have a promotional tie-in for it doing this and just never saying anything about it. Just like never confirming, do it really quick, go away. Like that would be like marketing above marketing. And I don't, and plus you really shouldn't say anything because if you do, I think you, you might get maybe not get in legal trouble, but definitely be frowned upon. For the whole child aspect of it, yeah, I think people would kind of boycott the movie if it found, if they found out that that was actually PR for the movie. Yeah, it it, it definitely 
definitely now, if they were, issue. you know, luring teenagers or, you know, adults or whatever, that'd be totally different. But, you know, we ain't never going to see that happen. I mean, there ain't no telling what you'd have to have on the edge of the woods to lure an adult out there. Free yeah. Wi-Fi and... and uh, speaking, of that, speaking of luring, uh, luring people into the woods, um, I saw this thing, which I find it kind of funny, that now there is a virus in the new in the uh the new batch of meth that is coming out have y'all seen that on the internet yet no i have not i'm not <laughs> up to date on the latest meth news i was scrolling through facebook and there was actually a uh a, a newsreel of them you know media thing of yeah don't buy your meth because it's got uh some kind of virus in it and dude i couldn't help but crack up laughing see that i that's why i moved out of florida yeah, right. <laughs> Though, funny enough, uh, like, com- com- maybe related, uh, a dead body was found at my old apartments complex in the woods, like right next to our apartments. Was somebody playing Pokemon? I no, we don't. The, the police <laughs> have not said anything yet. Um, so I wait to see what happens with that. But I just I was like, oh, next to. Uh, well, I'm glad I moved out of there. You talking about where I come and hung out with you at? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Um, okay, that was the news. That's all I have for you for news. Uh, so let's get into, let's get into, uh, we'll get past the meth and dead bodies in Florida. Yeah. Oh, let me just, let me just say before we get into our next thing that those of you tuning in for contest details, those are coming a little bit later. So you are on the right episode. Don't turn us off. Oh, cool. Yeah. I need you to turn me on. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Today, our movie is The Village, which came out in 2004. It is by M. Night Shamlaham. Because I, 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 I don't pronounce his name like that as a joke. I literally have never been able to pronounce his name, so I just call him Shamlaham. Yeah, Shamlaham. Exactly. Whatever it is. So, uh, this movie... We just call a, him M. Night, you know, kind of like Suge Knight, but M. Night. M. Night, I'm down with that. So, <laughs> this, budget ha- this movie had a budget of $60 million dollars. And it grossed $256.7 million worldwide. Uh, it currently has a 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, which, funny enough, Wikipedia calls it a psychological horror, while IMDb calls it a drama romance thriller. In case you want to get romantic uh, about it. Alright. So, um, let, okay, let, do y'all want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, you can start. Okay. Yeah, you go ahead. So, I haven't watched this movie in 10 plus years. Like, I watched it in, like, 2006 when it came out on, like, DVD. Uh, I notoriously hated it. I call it, it was, it was number one on my list of worst movies of all time, which I'm not, I wasn't alone. I found out Robert Ebert, uh, Ebert hated it. I did not know that, that him and I would ever agree on a horror movie, because that sounds like something a horror fan would never do, but he hated this fucking movie. So, I, I didn't, I, 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 I never pay attention to what he says about movies, so I didn't know that either. Uh, I'd pay attention to movies, like, if it's a drama that he talks about, um, but not a horror movie, because a critic reviewing a horror movie, like... The, the big famous quote from, like, the cinema snob is something along the lines of, you can't judge Friday the 13th like you would Citizen Kane. 
Well, I just don't listen to critics ever because we never agree on anything. Yeah, I don't either. I never listen to critics. Well, then obviously y'all never watched the critic on Comedy Central back in the day. I agree with him. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, uh, I, I did not like this movie when I first watched it. And now that I've rewatched it, I, uh, I gotta say, there's actually some things in this movie that were good. Uh, but it doesn't save this movie. This movie still fucking sucks. Uh, and I, but now I know why I don't like it, which is the big thing. This movie does not know what it wants to be. It, it's trying to be a horror movie while trying to be a timepiece drama, and it doesn't commit to either one a hundred percent, and that's what hurts it. Watching this movie, I'm sitting the whole time being like, if this was like, if they would have uh, focused more on the uh, people, the elders lying about the monsters to keep everyone safe and done more of a backstory on there and then focused on the romance a bit more. This would have been like a really good drama. It's super well acted. The script is pretty decent, even though I do feel like the whole movie is really stiff um, where it's like it's. It just doesn't have enough of either way to really push you to being like, holy shit, that was amazing. Except for one scene. The scene where uh, Lucius and Ivy are on the porch and they like kind of confess their love for each other. That scene was probably the only scene in the movie where I was like, the acting was phenomenal. All the other acting, while really good, is really stiff. Um, so I feel like this movie either should have tried to be a drama period piece. Or try to be a whore because because like the costumes for the monsters are fantastic and I think about it and I'm like if they would have made like the monsters actually real set this back in like the like 1800s or something like that and like turn this into like a creature feature monster slasher movie it would have been awesome um, but because it can't decide which way it wanna goes the whole time it leaves me wishing for something better. Much like The Witch, this just fails to reach the points that it could definitely reach if it could just choose what it wanted to be and be that. Instead yeah, see, of, with, with me, I mean, I kind of agree with you a little bit, but you know me, I love this movie. I thought it was a great movie. Well, but the only thing that I don't really like about it that I can agree with you on is they tried to shove too much shit in one little small box. I mean, because you got a lot going on in there. You you know, like you said, you got the backstory of the elders. You got the backstory of the fear of the monsters. You got where they came from. You've got the blind girl. You've got, you know, the slow guy, which is played by Adrian Brody, which I think Adrian Brody's a great actor, and he was in this too. Um, you know what I'm saying? So you got all this stuff going on. So that's the one thing that I can agree with you on, is that it really doesn't know what it wants to be. So, Jay, th those are my first thoughts. Jay, what are your first thoughts? So this is the first time I've ever watched this movie. When it first came out, the ending and twist was completely ruined for me by so many people that I just never gave a shit until I had to watch it for the podcast. Um, I thought the cast was amazing. As the opening credits were scrolling, I was like, am I watching the wrong movie? I had no idea that many people were in it. Um, I thought the beginning did a really good job of world building with very little ex exposition like there wasn't narration there wasn't huge scrolling text at the beginning that like they did a few scenes and you knew that this was a town you knew that they were afraid of something in the woods 
and that's all you really need to know right at the the start. I thought that them not showing the monster like up front right away was really nice. It was a good way to build tension. Um, uh, I didn't really care for any of the characters other than Lucius Ivy, and then I really like Noah. Um, it gets really slow at some points. I actually felt like it could be like a half hour shorter. Like if they had, or if they had increased the uh, the events that happened in the woods and got to that that sooner, I think that would have been a little bit more entertaining. Um, personally, uh, I thought the music was really good, and I still think M Knight's a good director. I just think his writing is hit or miss. Um, like his his angles and the way he shoots his movies is still really good, even if the movie itself sucks. Uh, I just I think his writing is way more hit or miss than than it should be. So, let's talk about the really big criticism that this movie gets, um, which a lot of, a lo- and this is probably has to do with his writing, but it might get this a lot, that his movies are so self-contained that as soon as you bring like any kind of outside logic to it, it really starts to fall apart. And th- this movie uh, definitely has that, where... It just there's a lot of it that doesn't make sense. Um, one of the big things being uh, so. I, if you didn't know the twist in this movie by now, I'm sorry, but we're gonna tell you. It's an old timey town that's existing in a national park uh, that is hiding out from the real world in current time, aka 2004 or whatever. Um, and well, to be fair, it's actually a private animal, quote-unquote, reserve. Yeah. It's not a national park. It's owned privately by by Walker's Corporation, whatever that is. Yeah, because Walker's dad died, and he got so much money that he was able to not only buy this place, but to make it a no-fly zone. He paid off the government to make it a no-fly zone. How much money do you have to have to make that happen? A couple billion dollars. Like... That's, like Bill Gates money. Like, that's ridiculous. Um, and that's actually uh, one of my biggest complaints about this movie was, how did they make it on no-fly zone? That makes no sense. And I guess I never, I didn't remember the part where uh, M. Night in his cameo actually talks about how a couple of years ago they turned it into a no-fly zone, which just made me go, well, most of these kids have grown up here. So if they just made it a no-flight zone a few years ago, does that mean at some point they actually did see airplanes up there? And then Walker was like, oh, shit, let me go throw some money at this. Maybe. Well, well the crazy thing about it is is if you um, – a lot of the things that they talk about, if you pay attention to like when the elders are talking to the younger kids, there are modern things that they bring up. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, uh, the guns things like that there are things that they small little modern things that they bring up well i think there were when they're talking about the towns but it's like it's it's little shit you know what i'm saying it's not like tvs or any of that weren't the 18 i thought the 1800s had guns well they did but you know what i'm saying i mean it's just like you know there was other things that that i can't remember off the top of my head i should have wrote it down in my notes and i didn't even think about it but there was other little shit that i picked up on when they were talking to them yeah, I, the biggest uh, clue to me that this was not in the 1800s is when they kept talking about, oh, there, there's medicine at the towns, and I've got to go to these towns, and 
Like, at first it's whatever, but the more they bring it up, the more suspicious it sounds. And, like, when I first watched this movie, I guessed the twist because I actually did not know because um, no one had told me. I guessed the twist uh, right before the reveal. Like, literally right before the reveal. Um, so, like, as on. she's walking through the woods or when she gets to the wall? No, as she's walking into the woods because then while she's in the woods, she has the flashback to being to what was in the storage uh, shed that they're not supposed right. to go to. Um, so she wouldn't be afraid of the roaming pack of Lord Voldemort's that are apparently in these woods. <laughs> um, so, like, this movie still, while I see the acting as fantastic... I just wish better for this movie. I wish it would have gone... Like, I want to separate this movie and make the two proper versions of this movie. Much like The Witch, except this one can't be done with simple editing tricks. These would have to be completely remade. But there is just... And I and there's just two really, really... There's, like, a really good, like, beautiful story that could be told as a period drama piece and then there's a really entertaining horror movie in here and it just cannot reach those strides because it wants to be both and it just cannot uh it just absolutely cannot uh M. Night Shyamalan did a did a good job directing it like it looks beautiful but part of directing it is writing it for him and he and Jay's right his writing was just really really off well, see, I, I, I think it, the reason why I like this movie so much is because I, I the the twist at the end of it, I can honestly, I think that at some point in time as an adult, especially in, in, with what's going on now politically and the way things are going on in the world, you know, there comes a point where I think everybody gets tired of the bullshit that they see in the world and they they think to themselves man i would love to just fucking move out in the middle of nowhere and not have to deal with this crap no more you know at some point even if it's only that thought for a split second or if it's a person like me where you know jay doesn't know but jerry does i'm very reclusive so i really don't like dealing with people anyway and so you know what i'm saying i i think i think Shyamalan had had a great idea with what he was going with this you know what i'm saying because you know, to, for for each one of those of the elders to to go through the traumatic experiences that they did, that they did, and decide to themselves, hey, I don't want I don't want nothing else to do with this world, this modern world that's such that's so shitty. Let's go try to do something different. I really really think that that was a great idea. And then you know, going into the 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 fear tactic that they used to keep everybody there, you can look at that from either direction. You can look at it as okay, well, you know, the level of fear and what you'll do when you're that afraid and blah blah blah. But at the same time, you can look at that that whole community kind of like a prison that 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 has got them encased into this into this area based on fear, which is kind of fucked up on its end. So, I mean, there was there was just a lot of different things that I looked at from that from that point of view of what it would be like to be a person that was so fed up with bullshit to want to do what these people did. You know, it's interesting that you bring up how, how like unique of an idea and how like relatable this idea is. And I don't, I didn't say unique. I just said that, you know, I could definitely feel where he was going with it, with what he, what he was trying to convey. Okay. But well, I don't, the thing is, is, uh, 
there's actually claims of plagiarism against this movie. With what? With which one? This the whole story. No, I'm not saying with plagiarism against what. Oh, I was gonna go into that. You... Sorry. <laughs> uh, so this i the whole idea for this movie is super similar to a book that was published in 1995 called Running Out of Time by Margaret Haddix. In the book, it uh, there are people that are living like it's 1836. While it's actually 1996, it is a village inside of a park where a wow. young heroine is searching for medicine uh, and the adult leaders are trying to keep the children from learning the truth of their town. The biggest difference here is why they're kept there. Uh, in this book, it's actually a genetic experiment. Um, no lawsuit was ever made, even though the author did threaten it. Uh, M. Knight claimed that uh, the claims were meritless, which I have to disagree with. Um, it sounds like you, because I always feel like while researching something, you would come across as much like the Hunger Games. Uh, whole, and Battle Royale. Yeah, the whole premise of it is pretty much Battle Royale. Well, she was like, like I had never even heard of that book. I'm like, I think maybe, maybe true. But the thing is, is while you're researching stuff, when I'm research, when I named my YouTube channel, when we came up with the name for this uh, podcast, we Googled stuff multiple times, checked multiple sites to make sure this stuff wasn't done. Whenever I named Kill the Trailer, I checked to make sure no one was doing that. When I started my Get Good series, I checked to see if no one was doing that. And... You research this kind of stuff, and I find it kind of hard to believe that M. Knight didn't run into this kind of book that was not even that was barely 10 years old. That's fair. Um, so that that kind of rubs me the wrong way, but I can't, I have to give him the benefit of the doubt that he didn't see it, even though I really don't want to. Well, either way, I mean, looking at it from uh, either way, going back to what I was saying, looking at it from, you know, M. Knight's fucking standpoint or, or, or the lady that wrote that book standpoint, either way, the idea behind that to me, you know, is I, I, I can relate to it. Yeah. And I definitely way. think it's a great idea. Like I said, there is a great uh, drama period piece in this movie and a great horror movie that could be made out of this movie. There's two movies that could be made out of this movie. That's how good the idea is. But now, another thing that I want to talk about, you know what I'm saying, and this is getting past the idea of it, is the character of Noah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it's like, you know, I was thinking about it when I was watching it last night. You know, the character of Noah, man, I mean, for him to be, you know, mentally impaired, you know, I, I got to thinking about it. I was like, well, I was like, you know, does, did did any of these killer instinct uh, instincts kick in, you know, at, at a much younger age, or was this a thing that was, you know, the only reason why he, 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 he had this killer instinct inside of him was based on, you know, the stressor of the girl falling in love with Lucius. Was it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, was it one of those things where, I mean, was just that he didn't know that I don't, killing was, I mean, I, I'll I tell you what, of, I tell I got you what, real deep into that character last Noah night. Noah stabbing Lucius was a better twist than them being in the pe in the present. <laughs> I hear you. 
I didn't see that coming. I, uh, I was like, holy shit, he's dead now. Well, I, almost dead. Mostly I, dead. I don't know that it was a killer instinct, though, as much of a crime of passion. I don't yeah, think but the just didn't under, his brain doesn't comprehend what's going on. Like they mentioned earlier with him hitting people, but, and, and I'd be happy to tell I him not to hit people. That. But I he thought, just he okay. understood. All right, hold on, he, I gotta stop both y'all. Y'all are talking over each other. Jay, finish your statement. Um, yeah, and stop. Then can go. <laughs> uh, he just. I feel like he just figures that him and Ivy spent a lot of time together. He saw that time changing with the introduction of Lucius getting interested in her, and then his brain just says. If they get married, my time goes away. How do I fix this problem? Remove Lucius from the situation. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Kenneth, go ahead. The cattle. Did the cattle happen before or after? You know, when he's uh, because there was never the the only time that it comes up of what happened to the cattle with the cattle being skinned. The only time that that ever really comes up is when the uh the mother goes in there and she sees if i'm not mistaken i could be mistaken is when she goes in there and she sees that noah has has took the suit out of the floorboards and you, she's... you are mistaken okay they, they clarify uh when she, when uh the father is explaining to ivy why they do all this she specifically asks about the uh cattle being skinned the foxes being skinned the pigs being skinned and he goes it's one of the members but i don't know who and yeah, they rotate without knowing so that none of them can, like, kind of like how if you have multiple executions okay, okay. pulling the lever. Now, okay. there is a possibility that it still was Noah because, I mean, there are times where Noah is not around anyone, which is shown when he reveals that he got these berries, so he's been going out further in the woods and has gotten them. So there are times for him to be alone, but, like, on the day of the wedding where you have tons of these going around i don't think it would have been possible for him to do it that day because he got bathed and he got dressed and he was with like his parents the day like so i don't think it was him um i think it, it, the only reason like i think it's pure coincidence that makes us think it's him just because oh well he found the suit well he was just trying to get out of the room he just wanted out of that room to try to you know fix this problem he can't comprehend and he just lucked up on uh finding the suit and then going out the window which obviously we would go why didn't you just go out the window in the first place or no he didn't go out a window they didn't really show how he got out did they i imagined i imagined he either went out the window or went under, under the, the floor? where the floorboards okay would be yeah. my guess i mean that one's so, but either way he had a way yeah. to get out Right, and uh, but I will give I will say this that Adrian Brody in that because I think he's a phenomenal actor anyway. But that one spot where he's sitting in the chair right after he stabbed Lucius, and his mom comes out there and he's looking at her and he sticks his hand out and he's like the bad color and he starts crying. Yeah, that was awesome. So, did you know this movie originally had an R rating? Does anyone want to guess what the one thing they cut out to make this movie go to PG thirteen? Um, sex. Incorrect. The word fuck. Incorrect. I'm out of ideas. Kenneth, you got any idea? Um, gut? No. The, the sound of the stabbing. That's it. What? They cut out the sound of the stabbing, because originally when he stabbed him, you heard the sound of, like, getting stabbed in the guts, the 
skin being pierced. Oh, so that's the reason why when uh, he turns around and he looks, yeah. you know, it gets so quiet. Yes, because they took that out to get a PG-13 rating. Because that was the one thing that the board was like, uh, we're giving you our rating for this specific scene. And once they removed the, and they said it's because of the sound, once they removed the sound, they got their PG-13 rating. I fucking hate the rating board. Yeah. So, did anyone at any time in this movie actually feel any fear scared even a little bit like a little bit of hair raising on your neck or on uh, I'd say there's at least a little bit of tension um I like I said I was more interested in those those three characters Lucius Ivy and Noah than I was anything else really going on um uh like you said Jerry I'd probably be okay knowing more about how the village came to be and a little bit more logistics behind it than be, the stuff that was going on in the middle of the movie if they would have done this as a drama, like they could have done a really awesome prequel of them, like having all those deaths happen in the city coming together and then going and forming this place. Like I would watch a drama about that. Me too. That'd be good. That'd be a good TV show. Yeah. I'm going to make it now and then claim I've never seen the village or read the, uh, <laughs> the book. There you go. Uh, Kenneth, did you at any point feel any kind of fear or scared in this movie? I really wouldn't call it fear. I'd call it more of an of an anxiety, anxiousness. And it was just in that spot when Ivy was in the woods and uh, Noah in the suit. Because the whole time, I didn't think it was... I never really thought it was a real creature. Oh, yeah, but, neither did I. But for some reason, in the back of my head, I'm just like, something bad is fixing to happen to Noah. And because I just, I, I just, you know, at that point, you know that it's him. So it was like, I was just like, I felt bad for the guy. I really did because, you know, uh, having to deal with everything that he dealt with, you know what I'm saying? Being in love with this chick, she's, you know, killing her, her love interest, getting, you know, beat in the face, locked in a room, all this stuff that the kid, that the poor kid had to deal with. And then on top of that, falling into a hole, you know, yeah. and, and then the shot where they come up right after he died. To, to me, that reminded me of an old, you know, uh, turn of this, a uh, uh, turn of uh, between uh, medieval times and Renaissance kind of painting. That's it. it re- I really like that shot. Yeah, I, that was a really good shot. The uh, the monster costume looked amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. It did. Yeah, I was really happy with that. Um, it was like a nightmare version of Bebop from Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah. Um, I never thought about it, but yeah. So why I bring this up because Sigourney Weaver claims that she had nightmares for two weeks after reading this script. And the only thing I can think of is, apparently she forgot that she was an alien, which was a <laughs> much more terrifying movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I, I thought that was just really weird. Well, see, I've never really been able to get on the bandwagon of people that are reading something and having nightmares because, you know, so I find it, for me, I find it difficult to to, to kind of, you know, relate to that anyway, because when I'm reading a book or something like that, there are suspenseful times in books and whatnot. But for the most part, I don't ever get that, that from reading a book, that extreme visceral experience that I get from watching a movie. So I I just, and then, and then reading this particular movie, there was never a point in time where I felt like, you know, the movie was that scary. It was more interesting to watch to me than to be, than it being scary. 
when I was younger, I used to read a lot of uh, US, UFO stories and alien stories and conspiracy stories about UFOs and aliens. And I used to actually get nightmares off that stuff. I wouldn't get really many nightmares off reading like Sam's Lot or anything. But UFOs and aliens, like reading those true stories, quote unquote, uh, used to actually give me nightmares and freak me out. So I can see how this definitely happens to someone why and why it wouldn't happen to everyone but i just i don't think there was anything scary enough in this script for that to happen there is a chance that um did y'all know this script actually got leaked a year before filming started oh really yes the ending is actually changed um i didn't look up what the original ending was i guess i could have but i didn't because i'm lazy like jay who doesn't look up his uh i forgot Uh, i'm gonna (laughs) so uh, so maybe there was something in the original that was scarier, but according to sources, the only thing that was actually changed was the ending. So, uh, but you want to hear something actually scary about this movie? Hmm. Guess who what? was originally supposed to play Noah? Who? Who's that? Ashton Kutcher. Oh, uh, no, he's a good actor terrible. when he's given a chance. It depends on what it is. I don't think he would be good at this at this particular, because I because I've seen Ashton Kutcher in a lot of different roles, and I just don't think he would be good in this one. Now, now I'm about to really stump Kenneth. Guess who should have play, who was supposed to play Ivy? Who's that? Kristen Dunst. Oh, I actually I'm googling the oh, original Kirsten ending right Dunst. now to see if I can find it, Kirsten and Dunst. it says that someone from Ashton Kutcher or Kristen Dunst's like camps may have actually leaked the. Uh, yeah, both of them are saying that they didn't do the film uh, because of scheduling conflicts. But uh, originally, this movie was going to be way worse uh, because I think the casting in this movie is fucking spot on. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and there's other actors in there, man, that we see uh, uh, in in a lot more stuff now. Like, uh, I don't know if any, either one of y'all noticed. When you're watching the movie, because I didn't look it up on IMDb, but Jesse Eisenberg's in this movie. Yeah, for a quick second, I thought that was him too. Yep, that's him. He runs he's in there like she's back and she has medicine. Yeah, he was. In, there was another spot where he was in it too. When I noticed it was him, and it was earlier on. But still, I mean, it's you know for that to be in there, and then all the rest of the all stars that are in this. Yeah, it's it, it's definitely a super well acted movie. Um, but. Did anyone else feel like, maybe it's me because I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan, but like the opening, well not the opening, right after the super depressed uh, funeral lunch, uh, when they actually have the first person on the watch, I was watching it, I was like, this is like the Amish version of the Night's Watch from Game of Thrones. You talking about when them guys are on that really big wall? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that's about as far as I got into Game of Thrones. Yeah. What was yeah, the first I was, time I saw that dude over there? Uh, my, one of my favorite lines in this movie is when uh, the chick go the the older sister to Ivy I can't remember her name goes to confess her love to Lucius and she's just <laughs> bouncing in there and like she's like good afternoon Lucius and the first thing that popped in my head was her after that saying I am the devil like just picture bouncy bright her going uh, good afternoon Lucius I am the devil. 
I, I don't know I, why. That just at that current up. moment, if I was that dude in there, that'd probably be what I was thinking. Because I was like, the whole time I was watching that, I had completely forgot about that. And the whole time I'm watching that, I'm just like, I, w- I would be doing the same thing that he would be doing. I'd just be kind of sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? And then, and then her screaming fit right after that was just, I was laughing so hard. I wonder I wonder what aura she color she has. I still wonder what aura color he has, but it's not ladylike to talk about such things. I thought I I, I actually thought that that was kind of cool, you know. Um, when she talks about being able to see auras, I thought that was kind of cool. I just wanted to know what fucking eighteen hundred drugs she was on. So, <laughs> I don't know how accurate this is. So take this with a grain of salt. But it says in the original story, the village did start in the eighteen hundreds. And they just hid themselves away forever uh, and invented the story of the monsters to keep people out. Then at the end of the movie, uh, or sorry, in the middle of the movie, the monsters show up and make the red marks on the doors. Uh, But at the end of the movie, you find out the red marks were made by construction crews who were like bulldozing that land. And all the monster noises they heard were giant machinery. Oh, that That would have been a completely different movie. Yeah, I don't even yep. know how I would feel about that, that. But again, that's a random a random website from Google. There's nothing it's nothing official, so that could be wrong. It could be just somebody making stuff up. It's not I'm not having an easy time finding this. Yeah, the village and Fern Gully mixed together. <laughs> that's exactly what that sounds like, does it not? You're yeah, hundred yeah. percent right on that. Because um, the, the big Tim Curry monster was, you know, the the pollution coming out of the machine in Fern Gully, and then right. the red the red marks on the trees, you know, before they cut the trees down. Wow. So okay, I want to I want to do something. I want to do two things that we have not done that I would like to start doing. Uh, one, I want to rate this movie one out of ten. Uh, what do y'all think, uh, Kenneth? You love the movie. You'll probably give it its highest rating one out of ten. What do you give this movie? Ten being the Jaws. The Exorcist of Horror, uh, one being uh, my home uh, porn movies. Okay, so when it really comes down to it, all right, um, I do not, even though I love this movie, I do not put it up at Exorcist status. So we can just take that out because, you know, the, the to me, The Exorcist is the most phenomenal fucking horror movie ever. So we're going to take it out of that category. Now, the I thought the locations were great. I thought that the uh, the acting was awesome. Um, my little tidbits in there of things that I enjoyed that was outside the realm of the story um, make it a little bit different for me. So I would probably have to give it a seven point five out of ten. That's probably where I would put it at. Maybe at an eight, depending on if I sat there and watched it again and found other things that I liked about it. Had had you given it a ten out of ten, I would have kicked you off the podcast. <laughs> no, it wasn't going to get a 10 out of 10. I mean, it, it, for me to give a movie a 10 out of 10, it's difficult. Okay, uh, Jay? Uh, I'd probably give it a solid 4. Uh, it was okay. I don't know if I would have felt differently if I didn't know the ending going in. It's I really hate that that was ruined for me and that I didn't get to experience that because I don't know. I might have felt differently. But I feel like after you know the ending and everything that happens, it's one of those movies that you just don't want to watch again. You know what I mean? Um, so for me, I'd have to give it a solid four. Like I said, the, the shots were really good. The acting was, was for the most part, really good. And the score is really good, but it just, uh, it kind of fell short for me. I, uh, I, I, wow. I thought you were going to give it like a six or a five. 
So I'm kind of surprised by that. I I give it a three. Uh, it gets a three for me just because the acting is phenomenal, um, and the potential to make two really good movies is there. And it's just sad that that will be forever, forever lost unless they do a remake of this movie. They could do a remake of this movie and go one go either period piece drama or horror and actually make this a good movie. The acting quality probably won't be as good because. Uh, you're not going to get a lot of these people back. Uh, hell, the two sisters are still playing sisters just in Jurassic World now. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that's true. Oh, I didn't even fucking think about that. You're right. Well, yeah. I recognize Bryce, Bryce, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I recognized her, but I didn't put it. I didn't put it together that the the older sister was also the mom from that movie. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. Well, no, no, Bry- Bryce is the the mom. The... No, Bryce is the aunt who runs Jurassic Park, and the mom is her older sister. From oh the shit, you're right. I'm confusing actor actresses' names. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I, I I like I have to give it a three. I won't give it a one. It's not as if like there weren't redeemable things. Um, like I said, that porch scene was just written phenomenally, acted amazing, and shot uh, decent. Um. And, but, and and that's one of those things that we we haven't given any credit to Joaquin Phoenix. I don't uh, think he needs credit any if he's on. The, I have never seen him do bad, and like he survived a cult. He doesn't need my opinion. <laughs> when it comes to Joaquin Phoenix, the only thing that I can say about him is he is a phenomenal actor. But to me, he's one of those people that is pretty much the same guy in just about everything he's in. In my opinion. Uh, I mean, I feel like him in this movie and him in Steins and then him in uh, Gladiator are... Well, actually, his, now that you say it... His but demeanor, he was Johnny Cash, so... Yeah, that's the walks only that one, line. Yeah, that's the only Fuck movie... <laughs> that's the only movie where I feel like he was a little bit further out of the box of Joaquin Phoenix. But it's the same thing with Nicolas Cage, man. Nicolas Cage is great. But he's the same guy in every fucking movie. That he's uh, see, he is now. He used to. He used to actually act. Now he's definitely the same guy, and he literally just takes any job anybody's. Like, you're going to play a time traveling disembodied ass who fights Hitler. I'm in. Yeah, and almost scream and yell and shit like that in the middle of it. You know what I'm saying? I would. I would never. I don't think I would ever call Nicolas Cage great. I think he's good. I think he's decent. I. I don't think he's great at all. I grew up with him too. Or like I, I, I love Nicholas Cage. Yeah, show me so, the doll where Nicholas Cage touched you. <laughs> I will. I'll show you on my body if you want to see oh, it, sweetheart. Shit. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, the next thing I want to do is you know, and I'm surprised we've never done this before. Our show is called Kill the Cast. Who in this cast did you want to kill? Hmm. I know that's a tough one, isn't it? It really is. Like, uh, I got it. Okay, M Night for putting himself in all his damn movies. I find that so amusing that he does it. Hey, he's not the a good. At? He's not. He's not a good actor, and they're oh, not God, short no. cameos. Let's uh, get rid of him. This one was pretty short. I'll give him that. Well, he hit his face pretty well, but he made sure that you saw it in that fucking reflection. He's like, "You're gonna know it's me." I know. I know who mine is. Okay, who? The kid that was in the fucking watchtower that goddamn left her ass in the fucking woods. <laughs> I gotta I go. Like... We gotta get in trouble. Bye. 
Yeah, <laughs> so like, I mean, it's just like you're fucking blind and goddamn, you know. But I'm just gonna dip, you know. I'll, you'll be all right. They'll they'll take pity on you because you're blind. I'm gonna take off. Yeah, like the, in the whole time, I'm like, <laughs> she's getting medicine for like someone earlier in the movie that you called a very good friend who stayed up there with you while you were scared and you couldn't find the fucking courage to do this. Yeah, Suck exactly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's one of those things where I would not have been mad at all if he had just slipped right off that watchtower. Yeah, I, I, I'm in agreement there. Um, I would want to kill uh, the color yellow. <laughs> because, one, like, I was right. It was the color yellow. Kenneth told me that. Uh, I, and was... I actually wrote that down in my notes that I should take the time to give you credit for that. Even, but what I was thinking about was the bad color. The good color is yellow. The bad color is red. Yeah, because I always talked about wrapping myself in the yellow color. And so, but in, in all seriousness, uh, the when uh, Walker is telling them that he's he's like, I'm gonna let my blind child go do this. There's that one lady's like, you're putting us all in jeopardy, and I was like, I I want to put your fucking head in jeopardy right now. <laughs> you fucking selfish heartless winch uh mm-hmm. so i don't know who she is but she just pissed me off and that's who i wanted to kill um so okay final thoughts on this movie i'll go ahead and do mine real quick um like i said this movie has the potential to be a great thing um it's just a missed opportunity because it could not focus on what it wanted to be focused on um, and the sad part is, is that at the time, In Night Shalingham was on fire in Hollywood. This was before he disgraced his name with bad, bad, fucking terrible movies. Um, and he could have actually stuck to his guns. Well, it probably wasn't his guns. I don't think he would have had the idea to actually stick to one of these genres. I think he felt that he could bend these genres because he's so good with twist. And I feel like his ego failed him for this movie and what this movie could have been because this movie as a uh, actual serious period piece drama would have been fantastic with that cast and as a slasher movie would have just been pure entertainment that we probably would not be talking about normally but every once in a while someone would bring up dude you remember the village oh dude those porcupine monsters fucked homeboy up like (laughs) like the potential for what could be there just makes me really sad for us as film fans and horror fans um bravo uh to adrian brody for playing noah um i'm sure you had to watch uh what's eating gilbert grape like 20 times in a row to like be like that's how it's done because it's very hard to play a uh, mentally handicapped person and he did a wonderful job uh rain man would applaud you um other than that all the acting was great uh the story was actually written very well the uh two weeks of 19 or 1800s boot camp that um the director apparently made them go through did really really well for them um and it's just all in all this movie makes me sad um, and that was, I never felt scared in this movie. I never felt ang- ang- uh, ang- uh, anxious, but I did feel sad. There are really sad moments in this 
movie that if you open yourself up to it and you feel the grief that Ivy feels, it is it is just just the saddest thing. I it's sadder than Sigourney Weaver knowing she can't bang uh, Walker, which she didn't want to bang him for his money because he apparently bought the government. So. That's my final thoughts of this movie. Uh, should you watch it? Yes, but only to see what could have been. Um, so uh, we'll go with Jay, and then we'll go with Kenneth because I'm going to go in de- uh, ascending order of ratings. So Jay, go. Um, I don't have as detailed final thoughts as you. Uh, it's just kind of what I've already said to, to recap. It was It was decent. Uh, I wouldn't own it. I probably am never going to watch it again. The score was good. Those three characters that I mentioned, Lucius, Ivy, and Noah, are are definitely the highlight of the movie for me. Practical effects of the monster were good. Uh, besides that, that's that's pretty much all I've got to say. All right, Kenneth? Um, you know, I'm a little bit different. I liked it a little more, but I think the reason that I liked it uh, more than you guys is because... Um, you know, I, I, I picked apart every single thing and found reasons to like it. And, you know, I spent a lot of time, you know, uh, especially with the Noah character trying to, you know, I don't know why I managed to immerse myself in this character as much as I did. But for some reason I did. And, uh, you know, it was just one of those things that uh, it, it, it really hit home with me. And uh, even if it is a ripoff of that book, like you suggested, the idea behind it to me was very relatable. So, um you know that was where I was at, and uh, I thought it was—I thought it was a decent movie, and I enjoyed it. Um, but you know, I can see—I can see you guys' points. Okay, so I think we all agree. Adrian Brody is the star of this film. I—I yeah. I mean, I—I I love Adrian Brody. I cannot tell you how many times that I have jacked off to his gay porn scenes in Summer of Sam. There's not there to me. There's not been a movie yet that I have seen with him in it that I did not like, or I did not at least like his performance. Yeah, like I when I the first time that I watched The Pianist, I was blown away by that movie. What? And then that and then the lots movie, lots of uh, oh wait no never mind I'm thinking of something else never mind. <laughs> and then the, and then you take uh, the experiment and then the jacket both of those movies oh my god oh I fucking loved the jacket man that was pretty Dude. original. His, I mean, he's great. Yeah, his worst movie is probably Predators. I love no. Predators. No. What? His, What's worse than that? His, uh, I'd, I'd rather watch Predator than Peter Jackson's King Kong. Oh, you're right. He was not Peter yeah. Jackson's King Kong. See, sorry, I ignore that. That movie doesn't exist to me. Because uh, I love the original King Kong. And I hated that in this movie. They were like... We're going to make King Kong more animalistic, but he's still going to ice skate with a bitch. Fuck you. Well, what monkey doesn't like to ice skate? Now you're just being nitpicky, okay? Yeah, well, why did why did fucking Harambe have to die when it could have been fucking everyone in the fucking Peter Jackson King Kong? Hashtag dicks out! <laughs> so... Did y'all uh, watch the uh, Did y'all watch uh, Houdini, where Adrian Brody was playing Houdini? No, I have not I really watched that yet. To. Uh, it's fucking awesome. Uh, it is on my voodoo. If y'all want the password, to watch it. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll definitely get on that. Um, so the other thing I say with the ending of this movie. Okay, do y'all think that when that if Lucius survives and Ivy tells him everything that happened and what's going on? 
do you think he keeps the lie alive and they continue this little house on the prairie or does he is he too honor, honorable is he Ned Stark honorable and just will not stand for it thoughts uh, I I'm not sure I don't think Ivy because she's blind I don't think she fully grasped what was going on like I know that her dad explained it to her but I honestly don't think she she fully grasps what's going on uh, okay, fair enough. Uh, she was all bl- not only bl- I don't think blindness is the reason for that. I'd have to say more of like the state of mourning and shock she was in over like like not only is her love like dying, but like what you would consider to be like one of her best friends who she probably feels is like a little brother to her is responsible. Mm. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So Kenneth, uh, you do you, what do you think he would do? You, I think that at this point, um, when when she finds out and she comes back, I think that at this point, you know the the seed has already been planted for for the plot of the movie that you know when the elders elders die, somebody was going to have to know, you know, because if you got they, they would have had to have told them so somebody could carry on the 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 illusion of what this was and well, remember think, he said he said to the other elders as she was leaving that lucius and her were the future of that's what i'm of saying the village I, and that's what i'm saying that's what i think is that's what i think it was going is that this just turned out to be a perfect opportunity for the elder for that particular elder and the rest of the elders to say well we were going to have to tell somebody sometime so they could carry this on so this just happened to be a great opportunity to do it Okay, what, I, got, I got one last interesting question for you. I mentioned earlier how I would love to see a prequel to this movie uh, that, do, that digs into uh, them creating this. What would you rather see, the prequel that shows them creating it or the sequel that shows Ivy and Lucius continuing it and a similar situation, something along that happening to pass it on to the next generation? Jay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd, I'd probably like to see how the village, the village got started more than anything. Okay. Uh, I, I'm kind of interesting, interested in that. Um, we can, you can kind of leave where they carry on the village up to discussion and, and your imagination afterwards. Okay. So if I had to pick one, I'd pick the, uh, I'd pick the prequel to see. Gotcha. Kenneth, which would you prefer to see? I'd prefer to see the sequel. And the reason why I prefer to see the sequel is because, you know, I know the story of how it got together. So, you know, basically, in a nutshell, the only thing I'm going to be doing is, uh, in my opinion, is I'm going to be watching some people die, some people get pissed off, and then they move out into the middle of fucking nowhere and goddamn, you know, build a town. Versus I can see in the sequel, I can see the dynamic of where we, all three of us, know that there's going to be some form of inner turmoil between you know, in Ivy and in Lucius, in both of them trying to decide whether, you know, they're going to carry on this lie or whether they're going to go further and go into the outside world and, the, and that and whatever. And then I imagine that them trying to figure it out, if, if you were going to make a really good movie, you would not only put that turmoil in there, but you would also put the rifts in their relationship in there as well. You've made a very convincing case, but I have one rebuttal to you. What's that? In the prequel, 
you get to see a full CGI child version of Adrian, Adrian Brody as Noah. As a kid. You're talking about like Benjamin Button? Yeah, you get a full CGI Adrian Brody as Noah as a kid growing up. Does that convince you to move to the prequel side? And the only reason, the only reason why it would is because of how engulfed I got into whether you know because I would really like to know whether this guy, even though he was mentally impaired, still had serial killer type tendencies as a child. Mm. I don't think so because, and this may be diving too deep because maybe sometimes I think like as fans we dive deeper than the writers planned ahead to. You know, they write the surface story, and then everyone's like, well, in real life, when you light a grenade on fire, the explosion fires outward in a 45 So uh, I think I may be digging a little too deep, but in sociopathic and psychopathic people, they don't really have emotions. He showed remorse even as he was was killing him. He was sad about it. Uh, He showed love and, and care towards Ivy and happiness and sadness. So I honestly just think it's not, it's him not comprehending how the real world works and why you're not allowed to end somebody's life. And, and I can see that. I really can. And, and that's the reason why I'm curious about it, because even though and, 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 and I completely, you know, uh, know all the stuff that goes around psychopaths and sociopaths. But at the same time, you have that anomaly here and there where uh, a person with those kind of impairments does attach themselves to another person, you know, and, and so I, 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 it's just one of them things where I would really like, in a realistic world, I would really like to see the dynamic of this type of person growing up. I really would because I, 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 it's one of those things where we could sit here and we could have a conversation about it for hours. This, this has to be one of the most like in depth podcasts we've ever done because. Man, just listening to the two conversations that just happened between you two based off the questions I threw, I I am now like seriously like maybe I should rewatch this movie <laughs> one more time and see if no y- y'all are just smart enough to make this movie better when talking about it or maybe I missed something. But I mean, what? and that's that's exactly what I was saying in my final thoughts. Those were things that when I was watching the movie that made me like it more is because I picked it apart to that level. So if, like I said, how I felt like this movie is too, there's two really good movies out of this. Would you, so it sounds like y'all both would rather see the, like a traditional period drama piece involving these characters um, and dropping a lot, dropping the horror way, way down, still have the fake monsters and all that, but drop that way, way down and focus on the, the actual drama of it. Like, like that's where this movie could shine so, just so well. Um, and after hearing us talk about it, it just, it just makes me hurt even more that, that I don't have that. I can, I, I can see that from your, from your standpoint. I can see that. So last question I have, and this is specifically for you, Kenneth. Do you feel, cause you've heard me rant about this movie for 10 plus years do you feel that I went into this movie with an open mind and gave it a fair chance? Yes. In comparison to wh- how you used to talk about the movie, yes. 
I, okay. I thoroughly believe that you went in it with with a new set of eyes, because the way you used to talk talk about it was completely one hundred percent condescending. Here, it was a fucking piece of garbage. Here's here's uh, how I sounded uh, uh, eight nine years ago, um, Kenneth. You're fucking stupid. This movie <laughs> right, exactly. is the worst piece of fucking trash I have ever seen. You think Michael Caine's fucking shirt getting dry in Jaws 4 is a fucking terrible blight against this world? This movie is so fucking incompetent that it couldn't fucking hold its wits against Noah on a fucking SAT. This movie is fucking <laughs> hot garbage steaming in a fucking... Uh, Florida swamp. It would fucking make people stop doing fucking meth in Florida. That's how fucking terrible this movie is. Fuck you, Kenneth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's got a lot of uh, unmanageable rage there, buddy. Uh, Jay, you should have been around for us back in the day, dude. (laughs) We we used to have friends tell us that we that we needed to record our conversations. Because of like once we'd start going, we would go for hours just nonstop. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, well, and, now we are recording your conversations, dude. Yeah. This like, this is nothing in comparison to what we used to do. But the thing about it is, is you know, that's the reason why I can say you looked at it with a new set of eyes because I remember how 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 extreme you were about how you didn't like this movie. But as you say that, it makes me think about myself as the type of person I was when it first came out and I watched it, which was, you know, it, uh, what, 12 years ago. So, you know what I'm saying? Looking at my mental state for 12 years ago and breaking it apart as much as I did then, you know, I mean, that was like what, when I was 21? Yeah. Something like that. It was, it was a long, long time ago. So yeah, to be 21 years old, man, and, and picking apart this movie at that level, then, you know, that it, it, I, that's just the way I look at it. And I've always thought this movie was great. Fair, fair enough. I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find the post I made where I talked like super negative about the village because I want to give a shout out to that one guy who was like, "You don't sound." Oh, here it is. Here it is. I want to oh, give yeah, a shout yeah, out yeah. to uh, this guy. Uh, Travis Cole, I want to give you a shout out because you were like, that doesn't sound <laughs> like an open mind. Uh, I, don't, I actually don't know who you are, but... Uh, uh, he's pretty active on our page, actually, so props yeah, to you, sir, it. for being an, an active fan. So yeah, I just want to say, I, just, a lot. I hope, please comment on our Facebook, and t- if, you, if you listen to this, and I hope you do, I want you to also answer this question. Do you feel like I came to this movie with an open mind? <laughs> Let me know, because uh, I, I honestly want to know how, what you think, Travis Cole. I wonder if we can tag him in this. <laughs> I'll try and tag him when we post it to Facebook and see what happens. Yeah, we'll, ta- we'll at least tag him in the comments. Um, so, okay, that's The Village. That was our thoughts. Um, that was way more in-depth than what we normally do, and that we do it in, I, I don't think we planned to go that in-depth, but we did. But uh, we're going to end on a lighter note here. And uh, I had this great idea. Um and I, and I told uh, Jay and Kenneth, and I told them one example, but I didn't tell them my other example, so I have a slight surprise. So I had the idea of, with all these remakes and reboots coming out and all of us complaining, I wanted to put it in perspective and give you bad idea remakes, the absolute worst ideas for remakes I could possibly think of. And the original one I gave them was, I want a remake of American Werewolf in London starring Chad Kroger of Nickelback. 
Oh. God, that'd be terrible. Oh, oh my God, that'd be terrible. Look at this lycanthrope. Uh, <laughs> okay, so here's my other one. And I think Kenneth will probably throw up in his mouth for this one. Okay, here we go. Michael Bay's Metropolis. Oh. Are you serious? I gotta go. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, are you serious? I'm done. Yeah. Oh, God, that would be horrible. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with these as much as I can and write them down and, and bring them up on the show. But we have a giveaway, and our giveaway ties into what I just did. If you haven't seen, we have a YouTube video up um, that shows you a box of stuff we're gonna give away, including my copy of The Village. Which, if you want me to, I will sign for you uh, <laughs> wherever you want uh, on the sleeve, on the plastic case, on the disc. Uh, it comes with a really nice, like, kind of like mini pamphlet booklet that tells you like scene selection and stuff I'll oh man there if you want dvds used to come with that that's yeah. what dvds used to come with instruction manuals yeah like here's how to get to the scene you want yeah swordfish scene 11 20 minutes in hollyberry's tits yes thank you pamphlet <laughs> oh my god yes so i but it also comes with a michael myers funko pop um it comes with it follows on blu-ray sinister on dvd halloween on vhs um, it comes with uh, Cujo, the novel by Stephen King, Friday the 13th on NES, and uh, also a Quint reaction figure from Jaws. We got so many different platforms in there yeah. that, you know, too and bad I, we I, don't have a laser disc and a beta. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. If I buy any new release horror movie between now and the two weeks when the competition is over, I'll throw in the digital code for whatever that is to whoever wins. Down. Okay. So here's hey, the thing I got one is, I got one that I'm gonna throw in there too. Okay. If, I, all right. If I can get it to Jerry within the next two weeks to get it into the box, I'm gonna give my PS4 copy of Alien Isolation. Ooh, oh wow. Yeah. And the box gets bigger. Aren't so, you glad you listened to this podcast instead I, of just trying to guess? I bet I you actually are. could add a laser disc to this, but I don't <laughs> want to because the box would be huge then. Yeah. <laughs> I have a I have a I have a Vincent Price uh movie on laserdisc um it's one of his lesser known ones it's uh algeria or something uh <laughs> algeria it's like no it's uh tombs of Legeria or something i don't remember um i bought it for like two dollars at a goodwill can you blame me it has a decent price it's laserdisc come on uh but so if you want to win this box of amazingness all I need for you to do is send a message into our Facebook page, facebook.com slash killcast13. That's one word, killcast13. The 13 is numbers, obviously. Hopefully you get that. Um, send us in your your worst, well, your best worst uh, bad movie remake. And whoever has the best worst one. Uh, by in two weeks, which is the t- September twenty second, I think is what it's uh... should be. Yeah, we'll post yeah, the, like actual thing on the Facebook page. Uh, send it in by the twenty second, and uh, the winner will get this box. I will I will ship it out to you, and uh, it will it will be. I hope it'll make you make you laugh, make you cry, make you touch yourself at night. Whatever you want to do. Um, yeah, see, the one you told me, you know, about the dude from Nickelback, it made, it got me to thinking, and I would like, uh, I've, I, you know, Legend, you remember that movie, Legend? Yes. Wait, is yeah, that the Tim, fucking Tom That's Cruise? Tom Cruise and Tim Curry that movie. Yeah. as the devil. Yeah, I fucking hate okay. that movie. With hey, Anthony Kiedis, with Anthony Kiedis and Flea in it. 
Wow. That, <laughs> holy which one of them would be the devil? That would which one of them would be Tom Cruise? I'd probably have to put Flea as the devil because Flea's got more of that kind of surfer, <laughs> you know, right. what I'm aspect to him. So I'd, I'd probably put Flea as the devil. No, you know if they really remade that, they'd probably make like Jack Black the devil. Yeah, probably. No. <laughs> okay, so before we get out of here, uh, we just want to pimp out our YouTube channel real quick. Um, you can find links to that on our Facebook page. Um, Jay just did an amazing review of the movie Morgan. Um, Jay, tell us a little bit about your format you have and what this show is. So every Tuesday, my theater does Discounted Tuesdays. It's six bucks all day, any movie you want to see. Um, I have no local friends who are really into horror, so and I'm usually off on the week weekdays like that, and my wife works during the day. So out of boredom, I go to the movie theater alone and watch whatever horror movie is in the theater. Um, so I thought about doing quick reviews because we normally talk about older movies on the podcast. That way we get a little bit more content and some content for the YouTube channel. But what I decided to do was nice, quick, short review that the audio plays over the movie trailer uh, spoiler free, so you can watch them to see if anything I say gets you to go see the movie or not go see the movie for that matter while watching the trailer to the movie. And that's pretty much it. The first one I did was Morgan. It's a sci-fi thriller. Um, pretty, pretty... Well, you gotta go watch our YouTube if you want to know about that. Yes, okay. good plan. Um, and the go name watch of, the YouTube. The name of your show is? Straight to the Kill. Straight to the Kill. He gets straight to the point. Um, and he did a really, really amazing job on this first one um it yeah awesome. it was it was phenomenal anybody out there who listens to this podcast check it out it was great now and they're just gonna get better uh yeah. next on deck is don't breathe so keep your eyes out yeah. for that one now yeah i'm going to see that this weekend if that is too high quality for you and you need a little bit of more lowbrow improv well i got you covered because i do a show called kill the trailer um, which funny story when Jay like went on his personal Facebook was like, Hey, here's my idea. Who's got a name for it? The first person was like, Oh, you should do kill the trailer. And I was just sitting back like, I already beat you to it, bitch. <laughs> you did. Um, because if but, you hadn't, I probably would have used that. Oh yeah, for sure. So kill the trailer is me, uh, doing a reaction video to a trailer. So far I've done exclusively scream factory releases because they gave me permission to do it. And I think that's awesome of them. So, uh, I do the where I try to watch movies I've never seen and react to it. And would I watch it? Would I not watch it? Uh, would I go buy this Blu-ray? Whatever. So, I did a new one today and it's already up. It is on the 1996 werewolf movie Bad Moon, which I've never seen, which is surprising. I love werewolf movies um, and they're mostly terrible. But this one like looks like it might be pretty good. So, I might pick up the... Uh, the Blu-ray from Shout Factory as soon and as And that's I can. the movie that's based on Clear's, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival, right? I'm pretty sure they had something to do. Did they? I've only, I only no, looked at it's, the... It's, it's a bad joke because they have the song Bad Moon Rising. Oh. It was ah, a terrible joke. My joke terrible failed. Joke. I like that. Um, <laughs> so, and then I have I've another one. I've seen it. It was good. Oh, really? Okay. I've got another Kill the Trailer that uh, I shot today also that will be out later in the week um, as I get back to my favorite genre in horror movies, the creature feature. Um, and this one involves a Roger Corman uh, action. So we'll leave, we'll leave that to, to your guess. Um, yeah, so I'm that'll not be cool up, enough. That'll I'm be up. New videos. 
Mm, yeah, but Kenneth is working on a blog, um, and there's going to be some cool cross-promotion with that that does involve video, so keep your eyes peeled. We don't want to give away too much of that, but there is something coming soon from uh, Kenneth. So, Yay! Um, okay, any parting words? Does anyone have? Jay, do you have any parting words? Save a life, watch horror. Okay, I feel like that might be the opposite, but Kenneth. <laughs> uh, the same as always. Um, you got any suggestions, anything you'd like for us to do in a podcast, anything like that, anybody out there that, uh, you know, has interest in anything, questions for us, um, you know, where we came from, you know, anything like that, what got us into horror, anything you want to know uh, within reason, um, you know, just uh, shoot us a message or, uh, you know, shoot a comment, something like that, and let us know, and we'll uh, do our best to get to it ASAP. Yeah, and all I've got for uh, you is you do not need a bigger podcast. We are the one you need. We are the one you want. Uh, we are the Click Commander. Uh, so, thank you for listening. This has been Kill the Cast doing The Village. We hope you enjoyed it. Like, subscribe, comment, follow, stalk. Uh, l- do whatever you want to do to us. And we will see you all <laughs> on Facebook. Uh, until we get another podcast done, we do have a, we'll have another one in September, at least one more, um, as we gear up for the October special edition, we will have on Evil Dead, where we Yeah, will, Evil Dead Spectacular! Yeah, yeah, where we will give away a blue, a sealed Blu-ray copy of Ash vs. the Evil Dead Season 1, so, And maybe more Evil Dead-related things, Maybe. maybe. You'll have to listen to find out. We'll see what happens. Um, So that's it for us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us on this. We do appreciate it. We love doing this. Um, And that's, that's all we have. Love us. Love horror.